Welcome back to the TGI Podcast, and welcome into another episode of The List. With Thanksgiving coming next week, we won't have a regularly scheduled episode of The List, so we opted to dedicate this week to one of the most difficult lists we've had to do so far, which is the best Thanksgiving movies and specials. So to say that there is a lack of content here would be a massive understatement. Uh, There are a good amount of Thanksgiving television episodes, but I wanted to keep this as specific as possible to being about either a movie or a special. So our options are limited, but I still think I managed to put together a pretty solid list. So starting off strong, out the gate, number five on our list goes to... The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Thanksgiving Day on NBC. Ed McMahon hosts Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade starting at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, 7 Mountain. Later, it's exciting NFL football. The Miami Dolphins clash with the St. Louis Cardinals at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central, and 1.30 Mountain. Thanksgiving Day on NBC. So yes, this is a bit of a cop-out here. I'm putting something on the list that happens each year. Uh, So that is why it is number five. Folks, it is hard to find a lot of content to fill out this specific list. I did not think of this that far in advance. But the parade, it is iconic. And it first took place in 1924 and has been televised on NBC since 1953. And for many, the parade has become a staple on Thanksgiving morning as it usually begins at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and it runs until noon Eastern Time and it leads into that first NFL football game of the day. And one major calling card of the uh, of the parade is all of the large blow-up balloons that are part of the parade. I mean, it has had everything from Minions to Garfield to uh, any sort of character you could think in between. And it has also featured various performances and it ends iconically with Santa Claus showing up to officially kick off the start of the Christmas season. And on average, more than 44 million people watch the parade each and every year. It was broadcast locally starting in 1939 uh, before a break during World War II and it eventually went national in 1953. And some of the top performers over the years have ranged from like Danny Kaye, Jackie Gleason, Jimmy Durante, Shirley Temple to Dolly Parton, The Muppets, The Black Eyed Peas, Mariah Carey. I mean, it has run the full gambit of stars and big names throughout the many many years that the parade has been around and for myself personally the parade has not really been must watch tv but it is something that i know every year growing up on thanksgiving morning this was on in the background you know whether it was my mom making us breakfast or my mom or my dad getting things ready for Thanksgiving, this was playing in the background. And it's kind of the same thing for me now to this day. Uh, it, it just provides a perfect backdrop when either you're getting ready to ha- head out the door or you're getting ready to have people at your house. It's just an iconic thing to watch. And I, I feel like I, it would have been, uh, I would have been remiss had I not kept this on my list. And I also have to talk about that it is mentioned in numerous television shows and specials uh, and movies as well, most notably Miracle on 34th Street. It begins at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. The original film was filmed uh, 
the opening scenes at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So it's iconic in that sense. And it was also mentioned in TV shows like Friends and Seinfeld. So it has long uh, been completely linked to Thanksgiving Day. And again, it would have been foolish had I not put this on the list. So with Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade taking that number five spot, it is time for me to move on to number four, and that goes to Garfield's Thanksgiving. Good morning, Garfield. Sleep well? Well, aren't we nasty today? Save your energy, Garfield. Nothing you do can spoil my good mood. It's Thanksgiving, and I have a dinner date with a dreamboat. Oh, ooh, which reminds me, she'll be here in about three hours, so I better get the old turkey out of the freezer. Garfield's Thanksgiving debuted on CBS on November 22nd of 1989, and it came after both Garfield's Halloween Adventure, which premiered in 1985, and A Garfield Christmas, which debuted in 1987. Uh, Garfield in this special is faced with his worst nightmare. And that is, despite it being a day for everyone to eat and gorge for themselves, he needs to be put on a diet. And when Garfield goes to the vet around Thanksgiving, the vet named Liz recommends that John puts Garfield on a diet since he is overweight. John... You know, this would probably be higher on this list, or maybe even not on this list if there were better content out there. But John is a straight up weirdo in this episode. He immediately has a crush on this vet named Liz, and he is holding his breath until she agrees to go out with him. Uh, this thing is problematic. John is a weirdo. Uh, I normally really like the Garfield stuff, uh, the Christmas special and the Halloween one, but man, this one. The John stuff just really took me out in here. Uh, But a big chunk of the special is about how Garfield has to limit his food intake. And he's supposed to only eat like a half a leaf of lettuce. So this, of course, has Garfield completely on edge. And while Garfield, he is going hungry, John is all flustered trying to make this Thanksgiving dinner, which he invited this woman over for Thanksgiving dinner too. I mean, this whole thing is weird. In Garfield, he attempts to sabotage the food and he puts garlic powder all over stuff, uh, which, I mean, it sounds like some more added flavor to me. But when Liz arrives and she kind of realizes she's been a bit harsh with Garfield and his diet, Garfield tries to, like, make amends and he rushes to try to get John to call Grandma and fix everything. So Grandma comes over, she whips up a delicious meal, and despite all of her hard work, she doesn't even stay to eat. Uh, and then the special ends with everyone full and happy. Oh, this one, it kind of bums me out. You know, so last year I decided to give this one a watch because I honestly couldn't remember if I'd ever seen it before. And while it did give me some nostalgia because of the animation style, I was disappointed. And I I think the storyline could have been better if you could have had John and his parents, who I liked in the Christmas special, And like I said, I love the Christmas special, so I I came into this with high expectations that it would be good, but it just kind of falls flat. But again, there's not a ton of content out there for Thanksgiving, so that's why it still makes it on this list. So even with that said, if you enjoy this animation style, I think it's worth giving a watch, but I'm not going to say that this is like must-see TV when it comes around to Thanksgiving time. 
So Garfield, he gets the number four spot. And that leaves us to jump into number three. And that goes to... Son-in-law. It was a peaceful farming community. A place where everything had stayed the same for generations. They've always known that someday change would come, but no one expected it to come home with the girl next door. <laughs> Middle America. He's weird. He's like nothing they've ever seen. Nothing they've ever heard. I don't want to be rude or anything, but Miss Warner, you're giving me a semi. You distract him, I'm going to hit him over the head with a shovel. So basically, we're not going to be hanging out? No. <laughs> but after spending a little time together... So you're just an old hacker disguised as an idiot. Why don't you, um, put a little makeup on him? The great American family... You don't like it, do you? Uh, no, I think I do. ...will never be the same again. Let's chow down here and munch some grindy! And he'll turn one small town into one huge party. Check out the wood that I created for him. You okay? <laughs> Beautiful day. Feel the breeze and let it fly. Oh, yeah, 747. The son-in-law. What do you think their kids are going to look like? Like some others on this list, this one can be a little bit of a stretch, but sometimes you have to stretch it for a bit uh, for this holiday. Son-in-law, it hit movie theaters in 1993, and it is about a small-town girl named Becca, played by the wonderful Carl Cugino, who goes away to college and returns at Thanksgiving, now as a different woman, both visually and and kind of spiritually, mentally, physically, uh, you know, in a lot of different ways, she's different. She was this sort of uptight girl when she goes away to college, but when she returns, she is a little more free-spirited. And she's also brought along her eccentric RA named Crawl, played by Polly Shore, uh, to spend the holiday with them since he has nowhere to go. And what ensues is a wacky movie that is 100% a guilty pleasure for me. The film has horrible reviews. It is not super Thanksgiving-like, but is one that I usually end up watching at least once a year. I love watching it in the fall. It just gives you those fall feels, Thanksgiving feels. Pauly Shore plays the fish-out-of-water character like absolutely perfectly in this and of course he ends up getting the girl at the end Uh, the movie didn't redefine the genre or anything like that but it does give me just enough of the thanksgiving feels to land so highly on this list and it is one too that i've noticed in recent years that come around thanksgiving time you might see this pop up on something like cmt or tnt maybe even tbs something like that where you kind of have to bridge that gap between Halloween and Christmas movies and I feel like this one fits in there good enough Uh, if you've never watched it go into it knowing it is going to be a silly kind of dumb movie but if you could go into it knowing you're just going to turn your brain off for a little bit I think you'll end up liking this one a whole lot and that was that's the case for me I just love this I really do it's silly it's stupid but it gives me just enough of those Thanksgiving feels 
So that is number three on our list. That means we're going to move on to number two. And that goes to... A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. What's the matter, big brother? Nothing. I was just checking the mailbox. What did you expect? A turkey card? Holidays always depress me. I know what you mean. I went down to buy a turkey tree. And all they have are things for Christmas. For Christmas? Already? Anyway, why should I give thanks on Thanksgiving? What have I got to be thankful for? All it does is make more work for us at school. Do you know what, what we have to do now? We have to write an essay on Stanley Miles. You mean Miles Standish? I can't keep track of all those people. What's all the commotion? We've got another holiday to worry about. It seems Thanksgiving Day is upon us. I haven't even finished eating all my Halloween candy. Sally, Thanksgiving is a very important holiday. Ours was the first country in the world to make a national holiday to give thanks. Isn't he the cutest thing? What are you going to do on Thanksgiving, Charlie Brown? My mother and dad and Sally and I are all going over to my grandmother's for dinner. Why don't you come along, Linus? We can hold hands under the table. While not as iconic as a Charlie Brown Christmas, I think a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving deserves even more love. It's not, uh, it doesn't get the kind of love that I think it deserves. So this special premiered in 1973 and it was a follow-up to the 1965 Christmas special and the 1966 Halloween special, which is also a very good one. Uh, And it's backed by the beautiful Vince Guaraldi score. And this special still elicits all of the feels whenever I get a chance to watch it. The special, it's pretty simple in its storyline. Charlie Brown gets uh, kind of pressured into hosting a Thanksgiving meal uh, for Peppermint Patty, who's a straight-up jerk in this whole thing. Uh, so he's been pressured into this to have a dinner for Peppermint Patty and the rest of the Peanuts gang before he ends up going to his grandparents' house, or as he points out, condominium, uh, for Thanksgiving dinner. So in this, they prepare an iconic dinner of toast pan-fried popcorn, pretzel sticks, and jelly beans, which I love. I know some people do that too as maybe like a uh, before Thanksgiving um, meal with their kids or something. They'll do a a meal like that that I think is just, uh, it's a very cool little simple gesture to do that harkens back to this. Now also in the special Linus, he reads a prayer about the first Thanksgiving, and then uh, our main man Snoopy ends up serving the meal. Peppermint Patty, she's upset, despite being the person who requested this, the food's not good enough. Uh, But she eventually apologizes, and then when Charlie's about to run late to his uh, grandparents' house, he calls her, she ends up inviting the entire gang over to celebrate with her at her place. In the special, it wraps up with Snoopy and Woodstock. They're enjoying their own traditional Thanksgiving meal together, which Woodstock is a bird and he is eating a turkey, so it's a little troubling, but it is what it is. And then uh, they do the traditional pulling of the uh, wishbone and Woodstock wins getting the bigger piece. For me, and with anything that ha- that comes with uh, the Peanuts gang, it's hard not to get the feels 
when I watch it, and especially when I watch it here for Thanksgiving. Um, this is one I remember watching as a kid, uh, but then it kind of was lost to me for a long time until I watched it again a couple of years ago, and it's now one that uh, I try to make sure that I watch every year before Thanksgiving Day. And the special, as I mentioned, it initially aired on CBS, but was later shown on both the Disney Channel and Nickelodeon during the 90s before it landed back on ABC in 2001. And then that run lasted through 2019 before we know that all these specials made a transition over to Apple TV+. Uh, for myself personally, I like these specials better when I get a chance to watch it in primetime. Might get a few Christmas commercials sprinkled in early on with this as well. Uh, so I'll take any opportunity I can to watch it. And I have to make sure that uh, before the big day next week, I have to be sure to give this a watch. But before we get into the number one uh, on our list, so we've gone down from five to four. I do have to put in a couple of honorable mentions. And since I already mentioned the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, there's one other thing that is completely synonymous when it comes to Thanksgiving Day, and that is NFL football. And more specifically, the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the league has seen one game hosted by the Lions on Thanksgiving Day since 1934, another one hosted by the Cowboys since 1966. And since 2006, there's been a primetime, a third game in play every year, but that one is not locked into one specific team. I know for myself and my family, these games are always, always on in the background while we're eating. It would not feel like Thanksgiving Day to me unless there's some football going on in the background. Uh, for those of you who know me and, and know what I do for work and all that, I could go really in-depth on this subject, uh, but I'll tie it up with a bow right there. But it's certainly iconic and something that everybody Pretty much everybody I know, even if you're not the biggest football fan, ends up flipping on a game at least for a little bit of uh, the afternoon on Thanksgiving Day. And one other movie that I want to mention, and it's an honorable mention, and it is called Dutch. It stars Ed O'Neill, Ethan Embry, and it is a 1991 road comedy drama film written by John Hughes. I know what you're thinking. And it is very... Very similar to what we're about to talk about in number one on the list. Uh, but the general premise of this is that O'Neill is the boyfriend of Embry's mother. And he goes to bring him home from his private school in Georgia back to Illinois. Uh, I never watched this movie until a few weeks ago. Just because it kind of came up on some lists. And I was like, you know what, I should give this one a watch. And while there are some moments, it's just missing something. Especially when you have something to compare it to, which... Again, we'll talk about here momentarily. It's not terrible, but it's not one that I'd probably go back to ever again. Uh, so that wraps up the honorable mentions. We've gone through five through four. That leaves us with number one on our list. And that honor goes to... Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. During holiday travel, some people get delirious. Some get delayed, and some get <laughs> Del Griffin. American Light and Fixture, Director of Sales, Shower Curtain Ring Division. Neil Page got all three. I was on my way home to spend a nice holiday with my family. Instead, I'm in a motel bed with a stranger. So instead of Thanksgiving with his family, he's spending three days with the turkey. Three! 
happy clams just whistling down the road. Flintstones, meet the Flintstones, and the Martonic family. Paramount Pictures presents... Wilma! Steve Martin. You ever been to Hawaii? Yeah. You see Don Ho while you were there? See the second show, that's the best one. Is that right? Yeah. John Candy. Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. In a new film by John Hughes. Planes, trains, and automobiles. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, hell of a game, hell of a game. When I think of Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving content, I immediately think of planes, trains, and automobiles. Written and directed by John Hughes, who we just mentioned, this 1987 film stars Steve Martin as Neil Page and John Candy as Del Griffith. Like I mentioned when I talked about Dutch, this is a travel movie centered around these two strangers driving across country together in order to make it home for Thanksgiving. This movie is still hilarious to me, despite the fact that I have seen this a million times. I know a million is a stretch, but I've seen it a lot. It just oozes John Candy, and that is what I love about most of his films. This movie is just filled with a ton of one-liners, and despite all the comedy, it still has a ton of heart built into it. Uh, the storyline with Dell, when you realize that his wife is no longer um, alive and that uh, he really has nowhere to go, I mean, it kind of it breaks your heart um, when you realize what he's going through. And one notable thing about this movie to me personally is when they have to stay at the Braidwood Inn during their travels. Now, this motel was about 40 minutes from where I grew up, where they filmed this, um, at least the exterior shots, and my dad worked in that same town, so we drove past that motel often, and every time we went by there, I would, uh, one of us, either it was my dad or eventually myself, be like, that's where uh, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, right there. So it's always something that every once in a while, you know, a couple times a year, I still drive by there and I see it and I stop and it kind of, you know, makes me smile thinking about this movie. And I feel like I could go on and on and on about this movie. Um, but one thing about it that I've really enjoyed in recent years is the tradition that's come of it for my wife and I uh, right before Thanksgiving. That Wednesday, the night before uh, the big day, we order pizza, we watch this movie, and then we prep, you know, whatever needs to be done for dinner, the next dinner or lunch, whatever, for the next day for Thanksgiving. And so it's something that I look forward to now that this has really become a big part of our tradition. So that's also plays into a big reason why this movie was a no-brainer to land at the top spot on our Thanksgiving movies and specials countdown so that wraps us up uh wraps up this episode for the list as always i'd love to hear if you agree or disagree with me or if you have other suggestions i don't know if there are things i've missed along the way that i should be listening or uh, listening or watching for when it comes to thanksgiving content so by all means find us on facebook or instagram by searching for tgi podcast you can find us there let us know um drop us a comment there uh, uh, whether or not you agree with this or if you want to add some more as well. 
Next week, we're not going to have a new episode of The List, but that's because it'll be Thanksgiving Day. But we will have something fun waiting for you in your podcast feeds that day. Uh, You know, whether you want to do it on your way to the Thanksgiving dinner or after you've had a chance to uh, mow down a couple plates of Thanksgiving food, we will have a new episode waiting for you. So thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you all very soon. The TGI Podcast is written, produced, and hosted by me, Matt Yurick. Our social media is available by searching for TGI Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. The music for this outro was provided by Carlo Espin, licensed under CC BY 4.0.